This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Welcome to the Nakuda podcast for Parsons Bishalach. Shabashira. Uh, sorry that something happened last week. Apparently, the Parsons boy didn't get out, so I'm going to publish that again this week in case anybody's interested in backtracking. Uh, also, I would like to mention that this week uh, we are being sponsored, generous contribution um, in memory or in commemoration of the yard site of uh, Sholem ben Hanuch Henach on uh, the 12th of Shvat. May his memory be blessed. Okay, so we are um, going to do something a little out of uh, the ordinary for this parsha. I found a beautiful drusha on a very important topic by the Arve Nachal, <clears throat> who actually uh, is buried here in Svas. Uh, very, very important, uh, both in Nigla and in Nister. He was a, uh, besides being a, a Talmud of Remechel Zlotshever, and, and uh, also the Magad of Mizrich, he was a very great uh, Baldarshan. He also um, had a very important role in uh, uh, his parish uh, to Shulchan Orach. So he's been, you know, on both sides, a very important figure. Um, and it's also interesting about him that when he came to Tzvas, he was largely unknown, or he wanted to, you know, uh, retain kind of a... Uh, kind of an incognito status, which may actually have some bearing on this particular uh, drusha. But anyway, let's get on with it. It doesn't seem to have such a direct uh, relation to the Parsha, but it was uh, said on this Parsha. So he brings the Pasik from... Um, where's where it's from? Im tushiv mishabas raglechu v'kruus l'shabas oinik. Az tisana Okay, so the Pasik is talking about on Shabbos that you should basically kind of stay inside, and then it relates that to the idea of Oinik Shabbos. Um, so what's the relationship between the two? Anyway, he starts to do something here which is called Darshaning um, Vitsiris Oisius. He's talking about the actual um, the actual form, the, the appearance of the Oisius themselves and what the uh, relationship is to the Oisius. Now, this is uh, actually what the relationship we have to Pesach here anyway uh, was not directly to Pasha B'Shalach, is he brings the, the um, uh, well-known uh, part of the Haggadah where we're talking about the four sons, and it says about the Rusha, he says, uh, what is this, this uh, service to you? And we say that you should respond by being haket uh, shinov, that you should, like, you know, uh, knock on his teeth, so to speak, and give him a very sharp response and say, tell him, Loy, uh, if, if he had been there, uh, he, Taka, would not have been uh, been released. He wouldn't have been uh, redeemed 
because his, of his attitude of separating himself from the Jewish people, the whole thing about that. Okay, so he says that, um, he also compares it with the, the Pesach, Ragli Amdom Mishoi Makhelim Avrech Hashem. Anyway, so he's, he says that, the, that there's an idea of the sheer koima of Kedusha. That there's a, a total status of, or a stature rather, a, a structure of how the uh, structure of Kedusha goes, becomes like a, a template which is used in many different places. And the letters, uh, of course the whole, the whole structure of creation is, is based on the, on the letters, the oasis from Aleph to Toph. And at the beginning... Uh, the further you are towards the beginning, the closer it is to Kedusha, and the further, you, the, further, the further away you go, the further it becomes from Kedusha. So uh, at the level of the Aleph, that's really the source, that's the beginning, and that's where the Kedusha is most intense. When you go all the way to the Soif, which is tough, then that's like the feet. So in other words, this is the idea of the Koim of Kedusha, it's, it's, uh, it corresponds to the body. You got the head and the feet. So the head is like you know where the brain is, where you're thinking everything. But the feet is where you're just you know walking around. So that's you know all of the uh, the more spitzik, uh, the, the the more uh, the dirty places. I mean places that are, are not being necessarily clean. Um, and your head is up in the sky, so that's uh, in the air. So that is uh, in a in a more controllable place. So there is another l- letter uh, connected to that which is a ches. Oh, so he says, he says about the tuff that the tuff has a foot, and the foot is going down to the end, and then it turns out. So the, the foot is, uh, because it's in this, you know, this, this uh, very low place of the last letter in the olive base, it's considered to be like that's going into the clippus, that's going into the chitzoinim, uh, the, the uh, negative space. Um, and uh, it's able, though, because of that, because it goes into this, it's called the the Raglav Yordis Movis, it's going into this negative area, it's able to uh, have an effect over there. If it's coming from, if it's, if it's rooted in the right place, it's, if, it's, if it's coming from where it's supposed to be coming for the right reason, it's able to actually uh, control the, uh, the chitzoinim, these, these negative forces, so that they're put under the Kedusha. That's when it's going the way it's supposed to go. Whereas Chazal Shalom, if it's the opposite and it's really um, not coming from the right place and not being done the right way, then that can uh, cause the opposite to happen and, uh, and it can cause uh, a golas shrina for the shrina to be uh, put more into golas as opposed to coming out of it. Um, so he's, he quotes from the Sefer Yitzira that everything that's, um, that is created with Kedusha is... Um, is uh, created within three basic parameters, which are oilam shona and nefesh, basically space, time, and soul. So he talks about it in the in the level of of oilam, this level of uh, of space, that there is an idea that the world as a whole has a certain levels of kedusha in it, and um, and certain boundaries. So there is uh, the Eretz Yisrael, of course, being the, the highest kedusha in the world, and there is an idea of Akko, He says is being really the border of Eretz Yisrael. Now I'm not going to get into that, but uh, anyway, that's at least the northern border, I guess. Whatever it is that, um, uh, so there is. But so so the question is that there's an ispashtus, there's a, like a ritzua, a, 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 like a, um, a strap 
a narrow strap going from the border into Chutzlaretz, into the Eretz Ami, the, the, uh, the, the place of the nations. Okay, and that is um, the, the concept of the influence or being able to control to some extent, you know, to protect ourselves or whatever from the the uh, the, chitzoinim, the, the uh, again the negative forces, which are uh, in in the other nations surrounding us that very often are unfortunately, uh, you know, not too friendly. Um, so in order to subordinate them, we have this this uh, this aspect of the peace going out. So that's connected to this idea of this of the tuf, where you have this piece going out of the tuf into the uh, the chitzonius, the, the, the external uh, powers, uh, and in, in order to control them so that they shouldn't be um, they they shouldn't be able to do any damage. So that's the idea of the the. So he says that, that that's that's the concept in oilam in the aspect of space. So we have this idea that the kedusha that's its role is indeed uh, representing and, and, and reflecting that concept of the something going out of the Kedusha into this rather uh, uh, possibly you know, negative or uh, hostile space and being able to, uh, to keep it under control. So that's for, again, Oilam. That's the aspect of space. Now, what about the aspect of time? So... We have, uh, of course, Shabbos is the highest Kedusha in time. The seventh day of the week, set, around, set, set apart, especially the idea of Kedusha der Klaus, something that's set aside, set apart. It's different than everything else. Um, and we, we sanctify it with, with, with very, in various ways. Now, the word Shabbos is Shin Beis Tuf. So sure enough, the last letter of the word Shabbos is the Tuf again. And this is a uh, again a representation of the idea of the the highest kedusha going down to the lowest kedusha at the end, and that has a significance. So what is the, what's what's the significance here? That there's a concept that we have of toisvus Shabbos. We add something onto the Shabbos, something that's not um, uh, technically apitoyra uh, still Shabbos. We add something else onto that a certain amount of time. Which becomes the the uh, additional time, you know. We also have the concept of Mal- Malka, which also extends the Shabbos somewhat into the into the week. But this idea that there's there's a, a part of Shabbos which is going into the week, um, and it's adding mechoil ala kodesh. It's taking something so something from the weekday and adding it into the the aspect of Shabbos. So we don't go out of Shabbos immediately when Shabbos ends. Technically, we add some some time. Onto Shabbos, and that's taking out of the whole, which is the weekday, and we're putting it into the time of Shabbos. Uh, yeah, okay, so uh, going on here. <clears throat> So Shabbos, the last letter is Tuf, and the Tuf is this idea of the again the, the 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 foot going out. So that's the idea of in time we're adding time to Shabbos and taking out of the weekday, which is the, the chol. It's a kind of the kind of the idea of like chutzl oritz in the chitzonim, and we're taking that and adding that onto Shabbos. So we're we're ex- expressing this concept. We also have the same idea, he says, in Shavuos and Sukkot, because they both also end the word Shavuos and the word Sukkot ends with a Tuf. 
And these um, days are both days that are, are from the Shalosh Regulim, and they also, you know, have this idea of Tosfos uh, from the Chol and bringing things in. It's also interesting that they they're also ending holidays. Sukkot ends the entire uh, cycle of, of Tishrei, and and Shavuos ends the whole cycle from Pesach. Okay, so that that is talking about the, 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 interestingly enough that both Sukkot and um, and Shavuos end with a tuf, illustrating this concept. Now, what about Pesach? So Pesach ends, instead of ending with a tuf, it ends with a ches. Now, ches is interesting because ches, uh, the, 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 the left leg of the ches, instead of turning out, turns in. It's only, uh, it, it, it doesn't turn outward at all. So what does that, what does that indicate? That with Pesach, we have this idea that they were closed into their houses. They weren't allowed to go out of the house. They had to stay in the house of the Corp and Pesach and put the blood on the doorposts and everything so that Hashem would pass over the houses. So this was the way they were instructed to uh, prepare for the, to, to, of going out of, of Mitzrayim. So instead of going out, they were going in. So that's reflected by the idea of, of, of Pesach, of the the um, the leg of the ches turning inward is the idea that the, that instead of going out they stayed in. So what does this show us? That because during Pesach they were on the uh, the last possible level of of tuma. They were they were you know fallen down very very low, and they weren't allowed to stay there even you know a minute longer. Otherwise they would have been lost forever. So they had to be very careful about their exposure. To Tuma, to, to uh, you know, negative forces at this po- point, they didn't have the strength to be able to be mashpia, to, to, to be able to fight those forces or, you know, on their own to be able to uh, influence the, the surrounding, you know, things uh, around them that were not um, in the area of Kedusha. So therefore, they had to be protected from the Kedusha. So instead of going out, they had to stay in. So that's very significant, and that's what the, the, the ches represents. That in this, whereas in the other situations that were coming from a point of strength, it was possible to to reach out and to go into the level of uh, of hall, the level of, of, of some aspect which is opposed to kedusha, and to bring it into the kedusha and to actually influence the the uh, negative space to become positive. Here, they had to protect themselves by staying inside and not going out to the negative space specifically, and then they only, only in those circumstances were they able to go out from the uh, gullus and, and be able to successfully uh, meet that challenge, so to speak. So they had to know where they were holding and to realize that in this context, it was inappropriate for them to think that they could go out. Uh, so this is basically uh, a, a lesson in general, about the concept of, of being uh, a with this idea of, of uh, stretching out, of, of spreading out into the klippa in order to bring from the whole into the koidish, to bring something that's not sanctified into an element of sanctification. And in order to do that, you have to be on the level to be able to handle it. Because if going out and influencing these klippas and the, the levels of... of uh, uh, that are opposed to kedusha, it causes a person to become um, to become arrogant, to become gaivadik, uh, you know, in some way to to uh, uh, be proud of himself because he's able to do this or whatever it is. 
um, then it can actually have the opposite effect. And the whole thing can backfire, and it can affect the person uh, negatively, and it can end up, you know, the plans that he had to be able to influence things positively end up going negatively, and the whole thing backfires because he's not on the level to be able to handle it. So such a person, if they really can't handle it, then they would have to stay, they would better be better off staying inside and not going out and just taking the care of themselves because they're not on the level to be able to go out. If, on the other hand, they have prepared themselves and, to begin with, they have it in mind that they are going to be uh, careful about the, the Eight Sahara that could be involved in such a situation of, 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 of going out even for a limited time to spread things out and then, and then you know, come back in again. Um, it, they have to know how to handle that and if they're up to being able to handle that and that it is indeed a challenge that has to be dealt with. So for anybody in any kind of a situation where they're expected to or required to go to the outside to have hopefully a positive effect uh, and increase the Kedusha on the outside, they have to know that they're indeed up to that and that they can handle it. So he says a similar thing is going on in Shabbos itself and really in avoid it itself. So it's not only just a matter of like going out on Kiruv or something like that if you can handle it. You're talking about even Shabbos, the idea that we're instructed to specifically have good foods and, uh, you know, and, and uh, not indulge, but, but uh, honor the Shabbos with all kinds of, you know, fine things that we enjoy. So that's the kind of thing where, um, it, on, one, on the one hand, you could say we're not going out. We're not going out of Shabbos in order to do that. We're, we're doing it within the context of Shabbos, which already, already the Kedusha the holiness of Shabbos itself is protecting us. But on the other hand, he says there still is an aspect of this idea that we have to realize that we're, in a sense, being makar of the chitzoinim, because the kind of, of uh, you know, enjoying good foods and that kind of uh, uh, more of, a, you know, this, this kind of a gashmius involvement is something that could be a challenge for people. So they have to be aware that they have to do it in such a way that they're very aware of the holiness of that and the fact that they're doing the shame mitzvah and not just stam do it because it could in a way you know conceivably slip them down um but of course this is again this is the mitzvah itself is 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 protecting us and holding us up but still a person has to be aware of it and he mentions a few different areas and we know there are many areas that a person i mean even learning itself that a, it could cause a person to come to gaiva and various different things that that uh we're instructed to do that are in, in the mitzvahs but at the same time they could have an, a, a negative effect if we're not aware of the challenges of all involved and immediately uh, deal with those things. So as soon as we feel some kind of a taiva or a gaiva or some kind of a you know, personal uh, self-interest in, in any of these things and we're not aware of, of, of doing it lishma, we have to immediately catch ourselves and come back into the kedusha so that we're not you know, negatively affected by, by those experiences. And also, you mentioned about the, the, the idea that, that we have to be very careful about not talking about, uh, not talking divrichol on Shabbos. So we have to be careful what, what we talk about on Shabbos and to be, to be concerned about that. So, so this is the idea that, that uh, when he talks about the, the Rosha in the, that we talk about by the Seder, <clears throat> and he says, Ma'avudas Zeslachem. Uh, you know, that, that it's not it, it, as, as if the Seder and the Geula, the Geula is not applicable to him. So because he is not on the level that he would be able to handle it, he's saying that it would be that, that he would not have been able to go out bichlau. He would have not, uh, he, he had such an attitude of, of this, this kind of anti-religious or, or you know, a feeling of, of uh, not being part of the whole thing 
that the, the, the whole shmirah, the whole ability to even go out at all would not have been shaykhed him at all. He would not have been on the level to be able to handle that. So that is why indeed uh, it's, it's so important to work on oneself uh, to make sure that they're prepared to be able to handle the challenge of going out. They wouldn't have been able to even, even leave uh, Mitzrayim at all and, uh, and leave the exile to go into, into Eretz Yisrael. Um, that's basically the idea um, he mentions here something about the uh, malochim. Um, that the the malochim are not affected by going out because they're basically standing in one place, but because man is expected to go out, he's a he's a hoylech, he's going somewhere. That's why he says that the, the, the whole idea of the regal, the regal is going out, the, 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 the uh, foot of the tough is going out, whereas by the malochim, they are, uh, have a, a regal yeshura. It's just a straight regal because they just stay in one place, basically. They don't, uh, they don't have to go out. So we're saying that, you know, obviously a person in the course of their lives has to meet challenges. They have to have an idea of his pashtas, of spreading things out. And uh, they have to deal with that, but at the same time, they have to be aware of the challenges and immediately confront those challenges and not ignore them or, or you know, explain them away or, or deny that they are indeed challenges. Uh, and I was thinking that this possibly uh, could be a reason why he moved to Eretz Yisrael and Davka did not want to be uh, uh, well-known in Eretz Yisrael because it could be that you know a person on that level who certainly had a tremendous amount of recognition and people were probably making a big deal about him in, uh, in Europe... Uh, because of his, his stature, that it could very well be. And there are a number of, you know, uh, very uh, prominent people that decided at a certain point that they want to get out of the limelight. Uh, it could be that he felt that that was a challenge for him and that he just didn't, he wanted to dafka, go to a place where he would not be known. Um, it, it sometimes is, is uh, of course, obviously he was a big tzaddik on a tremendous level, but even a tzaddik has to be aware of these challenges. And as you get bigger, the more, the greater the challenge is. With somebody that's a little guy that's giving some shirim here and there, you know, it's like it's not nothing to get gaivadik about because you're not you're not impressing you know big people. It's it's not, everybody that listens is, 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 is significant, but it's not like you know I'm I'm talking to Gedoli Hador and they're all you know uh, complimenting how great my druses are or something like that. So it was I don't have what to become gaivadik about. It's not it's not that much of a challenge. But for a person who actually does have Gedoyle Hador talking about how big he is uh, and all, uh, you know, uh, uh, being makhneel themselves in front of him, it could be a significant challenge. So I was just thinking it might be uh, some insight into what was going on in his own life at the time. In any case, uh, I think this is a very, very important lesson uh, and in something about, about Pesach in general, the idea that Pesach is about going out in the sense that we're we're leaving the, the place of uh, security and comfort to go to a new, a new place with many, many challenges, but the opportunity to go to a much, much higher level of Kedusha. And uh, we don't necessarily want to shirk those challenges, but at the same time, we have, to, um, we have to be aware of them and know that we have to be constantly on our guard um, to uh, immediately uh, counter any, uh, any uh, feelings of, of, of self-interest and uh, lack of, uh, of lishma. So everyone should have a, uh, right now, it's Chamishus, uh, Tubishvat, and uh, everyone should have um, uh, 
see, you know, fruitful generations um, and uh, much nachas from their, their children. <laughs>